So we are doing now Friday and Shabbos's section of Tanya. So Okay. A little technical something, but I hope to interest the recording. What we were discussing on Thursday, to go back to Thursday, is the Rebbe was saying that's based on everything we've learned thus far, and we've learned a lot of deep things. We understand that people, well-meaning people, but people make a mistake, and they think that when the Arizal says that Hashem removed himself for creation, or that there's a concept called symptom, constriction of self, it means that Hashem is not in that space. And there's a space literally void of Hashem. And in that space void of God, their creation took place. And the Rebbe explained on Thursday, based on everything we've learned in all these chapters, that since God's awareness of creation is the vivifying energy of creation. And since God and his thoughts are one, he, his ability to think, and the knowledge in his thoughts are all one, it's impossible that his knowledge is vivifying creation as he is not there. If his knowledge is there, he's there. So yesterday and today's Tanya continues this idea with many, many Kabbalistic proofs that are all on different levels bringing out the same point. So the Rebbe begins by quoting a piece of Zayhar, which says clearly that there's no place empty of God. So that's what it says explicitly, that even in the what Zayhar, this Kabbalistic fundamental text, calls the lower world, even in the lower world and the lowest, lowest world possible is our physical world, the Zayhar explicitly states there's no portion empty of God. Then the Rebbe quotes another section of Zayhar, which discusses this idea of God grasping all, but none grasped him. Encompassing, filling, uniting, bonding. That God has a grip on all of creation, but creation doesn't have a grip on him, doesn't have a grasp on him. What does this mean, creation doesn't have a grasp on him? When we speak about grasping, what does grasping mean? Grasping, you could say, oh, I grasp it, I'm holding it. Oh, I grasp it, I understand it. Grasping, holding, understanding also inherently means I'm affecting it. I'm affecting a change in it. So when we say that God grasps all, but yet, unlike as we would understand it, unlike as the creation understands it, so he grasps us, we are not, at the same time, grasping, changing, impacting him. Meaning, if you make something, if you create something, if you invest yourself in something, inevitably you're changed by that which you're producing. But by God, we're saying his creation, all of existence that he is grasping, don't grasp him. They don't create him. They don't change him. And even though as 
creation evolved, and as there's lower and lower realms of creation, which means greater and greater constriction on the godly energy, but all this constriction on the godly energy affects no change in God himself. And then the Rebbe explains this idea. These were all quotes from the Zayhar in two sources. And now the Alter Rebbe is explaining this idea that the relationship of God to his creation is not, and the Rebbe has told us this before in this section of Tanya, is not like the relationship of a soul to a body. And as we explained before and as the Rebbe explains here, when the soul is in the body, the soul is, to a certain degree, Affected by the body. If the body's in pain, the soul is affected by that pain. If the body is in a physically difficult situation, a physical pain, the soul feels it is affected by that change. But by God, though he is within all of creation, is grasping all of creation, is the life energy of all of creation, but the variances in creation in no way impact him unlike the soul to the body. The Rebbe continues today to explain this and say that we don't mean that God's not within. He is. But he's just not affected by it. So the Rebbe explains and the Rebbe gives you an analogy if a person is thinking about something, you could think about something intellectual, you could think about something physical, then in your mind's eye, you are surrounding the idea. Of course, physically you're not, but in your mind's eye, you are. The Rebbe also gave us this metaphor earlier in this section. So the image of the shirt is in your brain. Not physically there, but it's in your brain. But by God, who thinks, in a very different way than us. When he is thinking the shirt into existence, he is actually encompassing not just your mental vision of the shirt, he's encompassing the physical shirt. And his thought of the shirt or whatever else, the piece of paper or planet Atsilos, gives it its existence. It gives it its initial existence and his continued thought of it gives it its continued existence. But at the same time, as God is thinking its existence and thinking its existence and thinking its existence, and he's so constricted within it, but he's not affected by it. He's not lowered by it. Well, we would be, yes, we would be. That is what the Rebbe's point is here is that God and God's thoughts are so different, not just they're higher than ours, they're more powerful than ours. They're so different than ours. And that's why what to us will be the obvious, inevitable impact to God, who is doing all of this, and yet is beyond all of this at the same time, so there's absolutely no impact at all. Any questions? Please unmute yourself, star six.